Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. As always, I am Chris, and I am joined by my co-host, Jack. Jack, how's it going? It's going good tonight. How are you? I am doing fine after a long night of trivia last night. Yeah, last night was crazy. So if you were following along on our Twitter, or did you post any last night or was it just me? It was just you. Okay, if you were following along on my Twitter, yes. Hey, I had like multiple pieces of paper, like with score. I was keeping score on my own so I could just kind of, yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyway. If you were paying attention on Twitter last night, you saw that we had a trivia night with our good friends. Uh, we had Bryant from Coaster365, John Mike, who played on our team, the Drunk Riders, Coaster Cuzzies, Prairie Coasting, and Coasters and Brews. We all played trivia. It went on for like three hours. It was amazing. We got to give a huge shout out to Bryant for setting that whole thing up. Like, Shout hats off to you that was amazing we loved it we will do yeah. it again yes we're gonna do it again um and we definitely after the success of last night i think we're probably gonna try to get some more people involved let some of our listeners join in with us um yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun so again thank you bryant thank you everyone for playing with us if you're ever in our private discord server and you see stuff that says trivia night you'll know why all of that's there now Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And speaking I just of Discord, le- I just left it all there because I know we're going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Discord, our Discord, make sure you join it. There will be a link uh, in the description for the show, in the show notes, all that. You can easily join it there and also Patreon. Make sure, if you're interested, obviously no pressure, but if you're interested, you can support us with Patreon. All that money goes towards the show producing this, you know, if, if you love us enough. Yeah, um, and we're gonna. Ma- I'm gonna make a few changes to some of the Patreon benefits. The first of which you'll hear at the end of the show. But there are benefits. You get stuff in the mail from us. You get a special thing on our Discord server. You get one of the little membership cards if you sign up before the end of March. Which you know, I think that's a pretty cool perk. How many other Patreons do you know that send out membership cards? I mean, um, if you join the highest level, there's a pretty cool membership card, just saying. There is a really cool membership card if you join the highest level. And that mem- if you do join our highest level, you get a membership card no matter what, because you're giving me enough money to where I can afford to get you a membership card no matter what. <laughs> so, right. anyway, enough rambling about Patreon. There's all the housekeeping stuff out of the way. Let's get into a fairly okay news week starting off with probably the biggest thing that's happened this year so far californians you're getting your theme parks back congratulations to all the californians (laughs) uh so open to in-state first all 10 of you that listen to us (laughs) right um indoor rides and dining will be limited it's just great news that they're actually making some progress Obviously, Mm -hmm. selfishly, I hope that sooner rather than later, it would uh, open up to out-of-state people, considering we've seen a lot of other parks, you know, actually successfully do that. Um, I love that. I would love to go to California. 
but it's it's yeah. a good step. I'm pretty much I've already started like a little folder that says for California and it's like as soon as it's possible booking a flight, flying to Los Angeles, getting a cart and driving to Magic Mountain so I can ride X2. That is on the list of things to do in the next year because I miss X2 that much. I mean, you you want to invite me? I'll come. But yeah. That that's obviously a great step, something that a lot of people have been waiting for. And uh it's here. So there's that. Next up, we have Wildcat at Frontier City is getting a new train from RMC. So I guess you could say it's getting RMC'd, even though it's not really. This is kind of weird. I didn't know RMC would do something like this. Um, interesting to see how the trains will end up and if it rides better with them, but who knows. And so, okay, little little tangent about this one, because I've heard it's popped up a bunch today about whether, like, what it's going to be, and there was like, okay, RMC's doing it, then someone said, oh no, it was a typo, and they meant to put PTC, and then they re-went back on that, was like, no, it's going to be RMC, but the trains are going to be very similar to PTCs using a similar restraint and mechanism and, like, dimensions and look and, you know, they're copying PTC, and so that raises the questions like so so when since when does RMC just blatantly copy another company? This is all stuff I've heard on Instagram and Twitter today. None of it is like fact from the park. All we know is that the park put out Wildcat is getting a new train from RMC. Okay. Yeah, a little a uh, little odd. <laughs> I don't think anybody was expecting that. Nobody really knows what's going to come from it, but hopefully it ends up well, doesn't end up like a lightning rod situation or anything like that so <laughs> okay next up one of my the new coaster is coming to one of my home parks um sea world icebreaker is close to opening maybe who knows it might just sit there but yeah uh, you never know what seas at this point but the walls are down i hope it opens soon um I it just looks like it's very new. close well no anticipated opening in 2021 so yeah sea world is the most confusing i would not be surprised if you start seeing the demolition crew come out for iron guazi next week (laughs) about uh so that they can go ahead and rebuild it for no apparent reason whatsoever guys they're gonna make it dueling now we're finally gonna get the coaster we wanted yeah that that seems that that seems like something sea world would do at this point (laughs) Like, legit, that seems like a plausible solution to the whole problem. I I don't know what else to say about SeaWorld at this point. They're, I, 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 just, with that case, I will not with, understand them. And with that, we're moving to Europe. Monster at Grunaland has been slated for an April 24th open. The world's getting its next B&M invert with the old school trains and some really thick supports. So, I go good for them. That thing looks amazing. And I want to go to Sweden as well. I want to go to Sweden so bad. Another thing, it does look really, really good. I think it's it doesn't have the longest track length or like inversions. Some of these other inverts have Raptor, but it's got near misses, and you know that thing is going to be intense because of how tight that layout is. Yeah, I need it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Another thing, kind of going with the out of left field stuff in the past week or so. Chance is apparently wanting to revisit the Hyper GTX and make it possible for it to do inversions. Yeah, I love this. Uh, Me and Jack both like Lightning Run more than Storm Chaser. And give Chance a chance, please. Because 
They've already done a fantastic job with like that might be the chose... episode title. That might be the episode title. Give Chance a chance. <laughs> they they did such a good job with Lightning Run. I don't understand why there hasn't been another bot. Hopefully there is soon. Wink, wink. And um, maybe with inversions. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, okay. So I want to talk about this for a second. Because the concept they put up... I just want to walk through this logically. Minus the very obnoxious front car that is way too, like, long and already has a history of scraping rails. Okay, we need to chop that off if it's going to do inversions. End of discussion. But the res- the trains they have already, and the restraint system that train has on it, is capable of going upside down. It's the same restraint as Steel Vengeance, Twisted Timbers, Zadra, Iron Gwazi. I mean, and it's almost an identical chassis too, just with a different body and wheel configuration to match a pipe instead of a flat piece of steel. So right. there's no reason it couldn't already go upside down. Maybe this is just them trying to make it more marketable to everyone. I am not sure, but I agree. It comes up every single time we talk about hyper chance hyper GTXs. Why aren't there more of them? Because that is one of the best roller coasters on the planet. And there's only one of them. I mean, makes it all the more unique, but obviously we'd love to see more. We'd love to see more. And we could go on about that all day. It's a whole, it's a whole episode of why is there not another hyper GTX? Hopefully soon that changes. I will pilgrimage to whatever ever park gets one next. It will immediately shoot up my bucket list. So. All right. Moving on to our next topic. I'm a score and Cedar Point are teaming up for something special. It's looking like we're going to get a custom soundtrack for Woodstock Express. I know everybody has been asking for this for quite a while now, and it looks like they're going to do it. I, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. It's going to be... Amazing. But for real, Cedar Point is teaming up with Imascore. What do we want it to be? What what could it be? What do we want it to be? I know I made a tweet about it. It's obviously a T-Rex. I know I tweeted about it. Um, but what do you and I'll restate those opinions, but what do you want it to be? Not Millennium Force, not Dragster. They already have good enough music. Um I so think Dragsters, would be pretty cool. Dragsters is an original song, so there's no way. I could see them rem- like remixing Millennium Forces. I think the original has to stay, but I think a remix of that for Mimosaur would be epic. But I think what I've been leaning towards, Frontier Town and Snake River Expeditions, are getting a soundtrack. I could see that. That'd be pretty cool. To have the soundtrack for the whole area. If they went individually mm-hmm. ride-based... I think Maverick or Magnum would be pretty cool. Yeah, Maverick would be... Maverick's already kind of got just like a generic Wild West one, but I would love for it to have a custom soundtrack. Magnum, go full-on 80s, just nutty disco dance tech Daft Punk vibe. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, But I keep going back to this Frontier Town idea and just like a whole a whole soundtrack for Frontier Town. And I know you haven't got I don't think you've gotten to hear it yet because you haven't been to King's Island, but Orion's soundtrack and the area around it, it just it takes that thing up to the next level because you'll walk in and it's the perfect hit as it's going up the lift hill and it's just 
perfect and i can just imagine walking into frontier town crossing the railroad tracks towards steel vengeance and like the music swells and it goes racing past and it would be the most epic feeling in the world yeah i can see it that whatever they do it's gonna be good but nobody knows I still hope for Woodstock Express, though. Oh, yeah, All Woodstock right. Express. It's just going to be a bunch of tweet, 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 tweet. That's going to be the whole thing. I mean, yeah, they definitely needed to hire I'm a score for that. Yep. They could <laughs> okay. have just paid me to... <laughs> Our <laughs> very folks. last... Our last news subject of the week. Energylandia going for the world's longest mine train award. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they? I mean, might as well just add on to it. Just add on to it. Yeah, Energylandia. You know, they just keep raising the bar, and they're about to take the record for most roller coasters. So it makes sense. Let's just have the world's longest mine train. Exactly. I mean, they'll get a T Rex too. So that's okay. True. And I think that does it. Yeah, plus news this week. Not much. Not news. much crazy happening. A little speculation. Little, you know, who who cares about this icebreaker? Um, on the ride of the week, we're yeah, down to I am two. making the wheel. We, we're we're halfway through our bad Vacoma clones. We've this week we're choosing between the ever dreaded Vacoma boomerang and the ever dreaded Vacoma family hang and bang. Welcome back to Wheel of Garbage. It is spinning right now. <laughs> All right, we're saving the kitty coasters for last. We are going with the Vacoma Boomerang. Okay, let's get this out of the way right now. Whatever Chris is about to say, he is wrong, and Vertigo is an amazing ride. Uh, you okay, want to just start from wherever you were. It's, yeah, I paused it after I realized I'd stopped it. So. Okay. I was just trying to get around. I didn't want you yelling at me while I made my very accurate statement. All right, go. And Vertigo is an amazing ride. And El Toro is bad. Yep. Welcome See, to the club. People, like... Uh, we had this argument not long ago. Who are you going to trust? Who are you, you going to trust? Night. Who are you going to trust? The guy who says El Toro is bad. The guy who has Steel Vengeance outside of his top 30. The guy who doesn't like I-305. Or the person who is Time Traveler at number one. That's like my only bad hot take, okay? Invertigo is not good. Invertigo is garbage. Invertigo is an amazing ride. You ride in that front row... It That's is where I wrote. heavenly. Nope. It is heavenly. I I will I've said this before, I will say it again. No visit to King's Island is complete without a ride on Invertigo. And I will gladly ride Invertigo before I will ride Banshee. See, this is why people don't Oh my goodness. Okay. Moving on from this, everybody listening already knows. The truth here. It's it's not hard to Normal decipher. boomerang suck. Except for flying cobras. Flying cobras is decent because of the restraints. Um, Sidewinder has the same Sidewinder. restraints, but it sucks. Sidewinder has the, the same restraints, but it sucks. The one at Fiesta Texas isn't good. Um, I didn't get to ride St. Louis's. I know you did. I think hey, those are the well. only ones I've done. 
Oh, yeah, um, I didn't get to ride Worlds of Funs either. Right, I didn't do Worlds of Fun. Canada's Wonderlands has a single rider line. That's its redeeming quality. Um, oh, okay. Uh, what else? And it's not called know. Boomerang. And it's not called Boomerang. It's called, wait for it, The Bat. <laughs> yeah, so uh, these um, things, unoriginal theming, unoriginal naming, and they're rough, mainly in Vertigo. Uh, and Flying Cobras is the only good one I've experienced. Yeah, I'm trying to. Re- I'm trying. Is there? An- I'm trying to think if there's another one I've done or not. Um, I don't think so. They just ain't good. There's one at Wild Adventures. Not good. There is one at Wild Adventures. Chris, do you know how many Vacomas Wild Adventure has? <sighs> I think it's more than half. It is more than half. I think it's more than half. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know why that's important. I don't know either. Eh. Maybe. Was it some? Was it part of some trivia game or something? I don't know. Maybe. Feel like. Feel like like Marcus might have. Feel like Marcus and the rest of the drunk riders just really choked or something. Yeah, I mean, the rest of us were like, "Oh yeah, wild adventures," and they were like. Uh, see your point? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to the Drunk Riders. My name is Marcus. I'm sitting here with Mark. <laughs> Choke job. Okay. Y'all, it's Wild Adventures. Read it and weep. You're never living that one down. <laughs> All right, that was Wheel of Garbage for the week. <laughs> Wheel of Garbage. We'll be back next week with Vacoma Family Hanging Bangs minus Dragonflyer, because that one's good. Right. So now we're moving on to the first guest segment of Season 2. We've got Daniel from DP Coasters on Instagram. Daniel, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Jack. Thanks for having me here, Jack and Chris. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Awesome. So for our audience doesn't know you tell us a bit about yourself um yeah let's start there well uh i am a coaster enthusiast um which makes me a good candidate to have here as a guest on this podcast um so i got into coasters uh through after a trip with my dad back in 2006 Uh, we hit up a lot of parks that year uh, and from then just progression through the uh, coaster enthusiast community uh, learning and uh, wanting to ride more and eventually turning into a coaster photographer picking up a, I've always been intru- I've always been interested in photography a little bit finally I brought my camera to parks and got more and more invested in that and eventually I started an, an Instagram page to post my pictures and I've developed my skills from there awesome so what's your home park I gotta ask I f- oh yeah so my home park is King's Dominion I live in Virginia. Uh, Six Flags America isn't too far away. Uh, it's a nice park. I like it. I'm not going to, I don't dish on it as much as other people. I enjoy it. And uh, it's also nice to have Bush Gardens uh, a bit further past King's Dominion, but also it's nice to have pretty close by. All right. Awesome. Um, so our next question we got, what got you into photography with coasters? Well, photography with coasters. So like I, said there 
I've always kind of been interested in photography in general. Got a, my first digital camera back in 2005 uh, after fifth grade and just took pictures of everything. Uh, through there, that camera kind of got outdated, grabbed my parents' camera, took that places, and eventually got my camera my own, another point-and-shoot camera. That one went to more, more and more parks with me. Then it was just still just taking pictures of friends and taking pictures of things, not really looking at uh, from an artistic perspective. Got into college. Other friends had DSLR cameras. And I was like, well, I want to look cool and have a big giant camera. I had no idea what photography was, really. I just wanted a big, cool camera. Picked one of those up. Just took pictures. Didn't really learn it. And, oh, gosh. Then I took it to a few parks. Again, not artistically, just taking pictures of things. But it wasn't until 2018, after I really saw... I got into Instagram a, a lot of, before then. I saw people posting pictures um, from pages like Pursuit of Thrills, America Coast and American Coaster Network, um, and other such uh, noticeable pages, and I wanted to start taking pictures, and that's when I started learning the camera, learning the different settings, and from there, that's when I just started exploring how to use it at parks, and it, it, you know, it heightened my experience at parks, from just riding, now it's just it's riding and photography, and, and looking at the park from a new angle just uh, really inspired me. Awesome. I, I feel, I, I feel that on so many levels doing this, having this journey on my own, because it started pretty much the same way for me. I had a little point and shoot that I got as a birthday gift and I just took pictures randomly. Mm -hmm. And then I stole my parent or I stole my grandma's camera when we went to Kings Island. I was like, Hey, can I like, I'm taking that. And, and then I stole my parents' camera. Um, and then it just kind of, bought my own and then you know you buy the big lens so when you walk into a theme park it's like oh yeah i know what i'm doing with this <laughs> and then six flags over george is like no you can't bring that here oh uh, yeah, but, six flags <laughs> hey fiesta texas had no issues with it whatsoever but over georgia mm -mm, not happening on a brief note i have never had a problem with my big lenses at any of the six flags parks per se except for them going oh let's take another look at this camera bag as it goes through the uh, x-ray machine but after that they're like oh okay it's just a camera not a bomb i've never had a problem i've heard other people have and i'm sorry for you guys but i don't know what it is i've never had a problem and thank goodness i haven't had to argue with security about that and it's so hit or miss because i've taken a camera yes. over georgia before because and now granted it was not the massive rocket launcher lens that I walk around with that. Okay. Yeah. I can understand why you might not want that in your park. It's a little mm -hmm. big. Um, but they were, I was like, Oh, so the thing about that was, I was like, okay, I'll take this lens back to the car and just bring in. I have my 50 or 18 to 55 and the 55 to 200. I was like, okay, that will be good. And they're like, no, you can't bring any of it in since it's oh, interchangeable. Geez. I was like, <sighs> and so I, I, the best part is I called someone that was in the park that I knew had an interchangeable lens. He's like, yeah, they let me in. No issues. Turns out there yeah. was an issue, but you know, you can watch the YouTube video about that. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. So anyway, okay. There's our, there's our photography. I think I'm trying, I've coined the name photographers against over Georgia. I'm thinking about having t-shirts made. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Let's not. No. Let's no, not dish I'm, on over Georgia. Let's try to inspire no, them I to love that place. be more I think I'm going, welcoming. I think I'm going next week, so hopefully. Oh, hopefully. Let's hope. Hopefully I can get my camera in. If not, 
we'll find out. So anyway, oh, okay. Throw it over the fence and then walk in. <laughs> and grab <it> later. <laughs> just gonna like toss it like onto the track of um, uh, what is their floor? Or not Batman. Um, what is their um freaking scorcher? That's what it's oh. called. <laughs> just yes. toss it onto the track of scorcher and there scoop it up as I race by. Yep. Well, when we were there, John Mike forgot to. Or no, John Mike had to unlock his car. To let yeah. you put your camera back in. So he walked back to Batman and unlocked his car through the fence for you to put your camera back. Yeah, I made them go ride Batman and like him get his car keys out and like unlock it while he was in Batman so I could do That's uh, brilliant. It was, I, cause I was like, they don't want to make him walk out of the park because that's a pain. And oh, so yeah. what's the closest you could get to his car? Go ride Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling you to go ride a roller coaster so I can do something that's like anyway um so there's photography rant number one of the evening <laughs> um okay so here's a story because I know I have a couple of these on my own but do you have a favorite like photography story at a park um By by the lack of uh, jumping into this question readily, I, I don't. I, nothing off the top of my head, I guess. Um, I, I, I don't know. I've just taken pictures. I mean, I've gotten stopped once by someone to ask. Like, they asked me where a ride was or something, but, like, because they thought I was an employee of the park. Have you- have you but, ever been approached to like with a fun pics card? It's like, hey, I want my picture taken here. Can you? No, you I've do never it? had that happen to me. Um, and like I've, I said, I've never had security get on my case. I don't know. I, I guess nothing popped out with me for that question. I guess I don't know. Nah, I I really. definitely <laughs> have been stopped multiple times at Dollywood, and because I the way I dress at that park and i have my season passes literally on like a little iv lanyard mm. um and so people will walk up to be like hey can you take my picture and they'll like hand me their photo card and it's like oh i don't oh, work no. here but i'll take your picture and email it to you and it will be much better than whatever dolly will give you but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i have done that i do that a lot if people ask me if we're, i'll take their picture i'll be like yeah what's your email and i'll send them over to you after i edit it that's pretty nice that's good it sounds like you've had some really good luck at parks <laughs> when it yeah, comes I guess, to this. Um, yes. Uh, okay, so I was at Six Flags New England in 2018, um, where my right, my photography wasn't as great at the time, and I was only saving in JPEGs, unfortunately. Um, besides the point, that's why you don't see many pictures of those on my channel or on my feed too much, unfortunately. But anyways, one, the person at a twisted cyclone no sorry a wicked cyclone my bad um a wicked cyclone uh the attendant at the at the entrance was so very kind and i I approach everyone at entrances where there you know you have to lock things in lockers i approach them very kindly hey can i go into the queue and take pictures from inside the queue and they're like oh yeah yeah yeah, go in so lucky there number one also there during that weekend that i was there park opened up rope drop rushed down to superman um for first ride there and the lockers weren't turned on at that time or at least they weren't allowing you to buy a locker rental for the day 
And so the ride attendant was like, uh, just everyone go into the queue. Everyone take your bags, go into the queue. Don't worry about it right now. So I was like, oh, okay. So I took my bag in the queue and I was standing there in the queue, um, just waiting to get on the ride. And then all of a sudden it popped in my head, like you're standing inside the queue, take out your camera for a bit and take pictures from here where you probably won't be able to get the camera in. So yeah, I've had some really good luck and I mean, yeah, I'm kind of bragging, but I've had some really great times at parks with cameras and I'm really sorry for anyone else who has not had such the luck that I have had. And I'll say this, I've only had the Six Flags Over Georgia is the only park that's ever given me a hard time about it. Um, I've never had an issue at any other park. Um, so that whole day is just weird. There's a lot of stuff. That day just got weirder and weirder and weirder. As it went, went I had along. a good day. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was a good day, but some of the people in our group did not fare well at the end. Um, uh, that's unfortunate that's... to hear because, like I said, I've been to New England, Great Adventure, over Georgia where they allowed my camera in, uh, over Texas and Fiesta, Texas, and St. Louis. Not all in the same year, but within a couple of years of each other. And Great Adventure, they put my bag through the extra machine, and that's where the security guy's like, hey, you down there at the security guy at the end of the uh, conveyor belt, check that bag. They open it up. And that's where they're like, oh, good, it's not a bomb. They're like, okay, go on with your day. And then at Fiesta, Texas, not the first two days I brought my camera in, but my third day I brought the camera in, sent it through their x-ray machine, and they were like, opened up like, yeah, tell us it's, an, it's a camera next time before you put it through. I'm like, okay, I will. But other than that, yeah. The Six Flags overall is just really weird with their camera policies. And it seems like they're getting more and more lax, and you look at their the policies on the websites and some mm-hmm. of those clauses about no interchangeable lens cameras and some of those other things and, and, and like restriction on length of lenses and stuff that might have been Are there finally years disappearing. Ago, it's disappearing but security is not being notified and yeah that's the biggest issue or security may or may not have been notified but other people security guys who have been there for years who have had to work through that policy 10 years ago are not completely updated on it now or they're skeptical or whatnot and i try not to blame the parks exactly it's just the chain of command not distributing the command um, yeah effectively (laughs) and that's where i have the issue it's uh it's such a hard thing too because i anytime i have some sort of issue i always remind myself it's like this is private property and they mm-hmm. do have the right to tell me not to do something. So I got to respect that. I, what frustrates me most is, especially in Six Flags, is how different it can be across the spectrum. Like Fiesta, Texas last weekend walked in no issues. Two months ago to over Georgia, it was like I was trying to walk in the place with a gun. That was oh, the way gosh. they treated me. It was me. like different they, answers from different security guards. Mm-hmm. because i was at over georgia in november and i was with and two of the friends i was with maybe all three anyways at least two of them had big funky cameras and they went through security and they had no issues it, 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 yeah, it makes no sense really 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 weird and frustrating i could this is one of those topics it always boils down to me as it's like this lack of communication will drive me up the wall 
Um, and it's one of those topics I could go on about all night. Um, but I will say, kind of jumping back to kind of how we got here, was talking about <laughs> taking your camera and cues. That's one of my favorite things to get to do, um, especially mm-hmm. on rides that they normally don't allow it. Um, Banshee pops to mind immediately. Um, Orion this year, um, opening or preview night, they let all of us crawl around that queue with our cameras. We could get all the way into the station with our cameras if we wanted because they were like, yeah, you paid a lot of money to be here or you raised a lot of money to be here. So that's how I got all those, some of my favorite shots of just head down that or the backside of Orion's drop. Yeah. Um, those are some good pictures. Those were just a ton of fun to take because it was like, oh, it, the lighting was perfect that night. It's just, boom. but taking your camera in a queue line, it's, it's amazing how excited I'll get over that too. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can take it in there. Yeah, right. It's like, um, yeah, going into Wonderland. Oh, well, and the that's the parks that will let you just take them in all of it. It's like, yes, thank you, I love you. Um, Wonder Woman's queue, I had a blast in oh last weekend. Oh, there's some that good angles is, from there. Rail Blazers the exact same. I could I could spend hours in both of those rides lines just taking pictures without actually riding them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. The only the only queue that I don't think I've ever actually shot in that I want to shoot in um, is actually Banshee because the last time I asked with a decent when I had a decent camera the lady shut me down. I was like, no, we, you can't do that. I was like, really? Well, yeah. Whenever I do that, I always try to, it's usually hopefully on a, on a slower day. Cause I know like on a busy Saturday in the middle of the summer. Yeah. I'm just not going to try just because if the queue is pretty much full, it's just weird to do that. But yeah, I, I, yeah. Try, I try only to do that on the slow days when the attendant knows that there's not many people in line and yeah. Good. Another one that, that popped sense. into my head, Twisted Timbers. Oh yeah, I've gotten something in there. That's so cool. Here's the story with that one. The, the I asked if I could go back there and take pictures, um, but I was still so new at the photography thing. I spent like too much time fumbling with my phone taking videos oh. of my uh, yeah. So I only have like two pictures from back there, and they're both awful. Um, mm. I need to go back to that park. <laughs> I mean this year <laughs> yep exactly it's opening I, up again <laughs> well i'm planning on hitting it definitely planning on doing the the uh virginia maryland parks at some point this year i still haven't been to bush hey well hopefully they can open up the entire park at the same time this year and that that'll be good to get to we, i've pretty much resigned myself till pan it's like when pantheon is open <laughs> that is when i will book the trip until then. It's not a bad idea to hold off until then. Mm-hmm. And then that's what most people are doing. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of people who are doing that too, waiting to buy tickets until Pantheon is confirmed to be open. My dad and I have been pushing off a trip to Williamsburg since 2017, because every time we say we're going to go, they announce they're building something else, and we're like, oh, we'll just wait one more year. Oh, we'll wait one more year. 
Oh, one more. Finally, <laughs> with this, we're like, no, we're biting the bullet. We'll just go back for Drock and Spire if it ever happens. <laughs> for sure. Um. Okay, so we've talked, we've touched on it a bit. This is something I always ask myself, like, especially recently with Parks, I found myself enjoying doing pictures just as much. So what do you enjoy about taking pictures of the theme park? I like the reactions of people. That that's that's where what I really like. Now, I do like the architectural aspects of rides. I do like getting behind, you know, pics from behind the trains and um and things like that. But it comes down to the reactions of people, the human reactions. I mean, you know, people who might be portrait photographers on the street of New York or something, they like to capture the emotions of people working or walking or on their way to go someplace. Well, I like to capture the emotions of people on the coasters. It's Those are the best pictures. When you got someone who's screaming their head off terrified or laughing their butt off because they're having such an exuberantly fun time, those make the best photos. And, and whenever I take a picture and review it in my camera and I see those reactions, I'm always lit up with excitement and enjoy myself. Knowing that someone else is enjoying it or they're terrified of it, so I laugh at them for being terrified. But that's where I get the most joy um, from the photography and, and being able to capture those moments and then share it on Instagram. And while I don't know those people that I just took a picture for, barring a few occasional times where at an enthusiast event where I've taken pictures of friends or something, um, mm -hmm. but most of the time, 99% of the time, I have no clue who those people are. And just knowing that they are getting emotions out of coasters that I love to ride just as much as I like to take pictures of, or maybe I like to ride them more, but um, there's, it's a connection and, and I, I know that they're enjoying it for whatever reason. And I enjoy it too. And I'm glad to capture that moment from of them. Uh, that, that's what I really like about the photography side of this. It is so much fun. Um, some of my favorite pictures I've taken is the one where you've got the person that's like crazy, like going nuts. And then you've got the person next to him terrified. And then there's another person acting silly. There's one picture of um, Tennessee tornado that always pops to my mind because every person on that train is having a different reaction to the ride. <laughs> and every single one of them just makes me laugh. And it's one of those things that you look at, it, it's like, this is hilarious. And why don't, it's so much fun to capture that. And one of my favorite things is every once in a while I'll get lucky and someone will find the picture later that week or that month oh. or years down the line, be like, that's me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love that. Here's this habit. You can do whatever you want with it. I love it when someone like finds themselves in one of my pictures. That's so fun. That's cool. I've never had that happen to me. I think that's I've awesome had that's, it. that's happened to you. It's happened twice. One of them was an enthusiast. I had no idea it was an enthusiast until like months okay. later. They're like, hey, that's me. And the other one was someone random at Dollywood. It's happened once <laughs> at Dollywood where I've I, it's the, like someone is like, hey, I was at Dollywood that day. Did you by chance take a picture of lightning rod at like roughly this time? It's like, Yeah. <laughs> and zoom in, boom, there they are in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, 
Okay, so we've made we kind of made it through some of the questions I had written out earlier. Now we're turning it over to my lovely Instagram followers. Um, this is a really good one, and I'm interested to hear because I didn't know my method on it. I'm interested to hear another coaster photographer's. When you're at a park, how do you balance riding the roller coasters and the flat rides with shooting the park, getting the pictures? Um, all right. Well, let me address flat rides. Flat rides, I skip for the most yep. part. It, I am the same way. Now, while there might be, you have the like King's Dominion's Delirium is different than King's Island's Delirium, which is different than the Vacoma Pendulum rides at the Six Flags parks. And they're all different. One of them is my favorite, but I'll skip them. You know, I don't care about those. But if it's a unique ride um, that you can't find anywhere else, I'll try to get into that flat ride. All right, flat rides aside, it's mostly I focus on coasters. How do I balance that with photography? Um, I carry my camera bag with me. Um, if a park has station bins, I put it there. It's a risk. I'm willing to take it. And I take and I go there. I snap as I walk. If they allow me to take the camera in the queue, I snap as I wait. Um, if they force me to lock it up, then obviously I, I lock it up in a locker before I ride. Um, I also try to, depending on the park, for most main parks, I try to plan two days at a main park, just so I have enough time to balance riding with uh, with uh, photography. Also. The, the best light is in the middle of the day. Not to say that you know there are, there's good sunset shots, but the most abundant light is in the middle of the day. Um, and so I will sacrifice riding in the day to shoot just so that I can then ride in the evening when I'm not going to be shooting pictures. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I walk and my camera is just held in my hand the entire time i walk around i'll take a loop around the park um stop at the next coaster pack up the camera come out the ride start shooting again um also i plan out my days i mean i don't like plan plan but i have planned my days where i followed the sun um because the sun takes an arc around the sky you know and you know rises in the east sets in the west and takes a southerly arc. So I plan where I am in the park and what I ride on my day correlating to that arc of the sun. And so I get the best sunlight pointing in the best direction that I want. So I'm not always trying. So I don't point the camera into the sun in the morning and in the evening. So I try to, yeah, if that makes I, sense, I, you get that. Yeah, so, I, I fully understand that. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll plan my day like that, and I'm moving fast. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of have a skip and a jump. I'm by myself at a lot of parks, and so that also makes it easier for me to either A, stop and wait for different trains to come by, or um, move on to another coaster when, whenever I want. Um there's actually a day at Cedar Point last, last no, 2019. Goodness, these years have been mixed up recently just because of what has happened. Yep. Anyways, 2019, <laughs> I went to Cedar Point, uh, and I had two days there, 
and I looked at the weather ahead of time, and the first day was going to be dreary all day. And I said, screw it. Cameron just goes in the car. I'm going to ride all day. And I did that. Cameron was in the car all day. I rode all day, got what I wanted, because I'd been there the year before as well. So I didn't, there were some coasts I skipped. But I just spent that entire day riding. Didn't have to worry about it, locking anything up in lockers or anything, because um, I had zipper pockets. And yeah, great day riding. Day two, because I had looked at the forecast, was going to be nice and sunny. And it was a packed day at the park as well. So thank goodness I wasn't riding, or else I'd be waiting in long freaking lines. But like I said, I planned out with the sun. I had uh, I had a note on my phone laid out eight eight or not eight o'clock, but like nine thirty park opens and be here at nine thirty to ride this, and then nine o'clock or ten o'clock I'm gonna be here to take pictures. Ten thirty I'm gonna be over here. Eleven, eleven thirty, twelve. Like seriously, I planned out where I was and I constrained my time just so I worked my way around the perimeter outside the park from Magnum, around to the front gate, through the front gate, up to Raven, over to Maverick, back to Gatekeeper. It was insane, very nerdy, and but I got all the pictures I wanted, and I have some incredible angles with the right lighting. And so it depends on who you're with, because I've been to parks with friends, and while I don't take as many pictures on those days, I spent a day with friends as well, and those memories can't be captured so mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta find the right balance um but what it comes down to is i'm always carrying my camera always carrying my camera fingers on the on switch fingers on the trigger ready to go and, and yep. just having an eye knowing what you're trying to look for as well even at a park you've never i've never been to i parks are very predictable in some ways in coasters so knowing what you're looking for finding the right angle and stopping when you want to stop like oh this angle looks good i'm gonna stop i'm gonna take the picture and then i'll take a little jog catch up with my friends or something so yep. yeah here's a kind of have you ever walked into a park with like a hit list it's like okay I, these are pictures i know i want to take because i've seen this person take them it's like i want to copy that absolutely um Especially things at Cedar Point, um, with Steel Bend just... opening in 2018. There's all those angles there of the uh, the Outer Bank turn and the, the twisted snake dive um, to Millennium Force and its turns to uh, uh, Southfield Dragster and uh, getting it coming down off the backside, but also panning its launch. Actually, in 2018, when I was visited Cedar Point, I learned how to pan. By standing in the stands there, the, uh, the grandstand at the, the launch, I stood there for over an hour, dialing in, panning. I just I processed that in my head: how do I pan? How do I what settings? And I dialed it in, and I panned for the first time there. That's how I learned trial and error for like over an hour and a half. And uh, but yeah, I got it. Yeah. I learned to pan on lightning rods break run, what standing in the queue for hours and just getting it coming through that breaker on yeah i can pan that i can pan lightning rods breaker on no issues now because i've done it <laughs> four or five hundred times um you bring up millennium and dragster i have a i've been to cedar point i went in 2016 i wasn't i didn't 
do photography back then, so I didn't take any pictures. 2018, we were there, and I, I was just getting into the whole photography thing. I hadn't even started my Twitter page at that point. Barely spent any time shooting. So I've still never... I've only got, like, five pictures of Millennium Force from in the park. <laughs> I Every time I go to Cedar Point, I tell myself go take pictures of Millennium Force. Go take pictures of Millennium Force. And then I get distracted by doing something else. So Millennium oh, Force no. and Dragster, we're going this summer for like three or four days. There is a day on that's marked out called Millennium Force and Dragster Day. <laughs> and I'm just going to spend the entire day copying every amazing picture I've ever seen of those rides. And... Yeah. Nice. But I definitely... I bring up the hit list because I definitely walked into uh, Kennywood this summer mm. with a giant hit list. Um, Magic Mountain. I had literally like a, pay- a notes thing on my phone of like, these are pictures I want to take. I'm not willing to admit out loud how long I stood in that parking lot waiting for the Twisted Colossus oh. duel to happen. <laughs> it was multiple hours. <laughs> Um, I did, I think I spent like an hour each day we were at Magic Mountain standing in that parking lot and it was, as I was giving up on our third day and third and final day at Magic Mountain, as I was giving up, it happened. Oh. I did, I dang near got hit by a Six Flags tram bus making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But that's, what told, that's what's worth but it. it. That's what I told my dad. Like it was worth it. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, it's like I have that picture now. Don't ever gotta try to make it happen again. Um, but yeah, I, I used to even I'll show up to Dollywood some days with a hit list to find out the lighting's gonna be good. Um, and that okay. Here's another. I, I'll keep. I keep thinking like random things. So when you go to your home parks. Do you find yourself taking more pictures than riding or vice versa? Um, 2018, 2019 is when I was there, King's Dominion. Um, so, so, uh, okay, 2017 was when I got a car and I went down to King's Dominion. I wasn't into photography. I went down there like for 10 weeks straight um, in the summer. And I'd only go, I'd get to the park at opening and I would stay till, you know, it opened at 10 and I'd stay till about maybe two o'clock. One or two of those days, I stayed till like five or six. But those days were always short. I went in, I rode things, I went home. And then when I got into photography in 2018, I didn't go to those, didn't go to Kings Dominion as much in 2018 or 19 as I did in 17 but the days I spent at the park with my camera I spent all day because I had something to fill my time uh, mm-hmm. not that the I'm not saying it became boring at the park but it was just I, I had already written everything I loved Volcano and Intimidator and uh, Dominator and everything else but the photography like I've alluded to just adds another layer to the park experience and so it it opened up a whole new vision for going to king's dominion and i guess to answer this question is that 
I find myself then balanced between writing and photography at King's Dominion. Um, okay. Just because I had written everything so much that being able to capture everything now, it, it's, it provided something else to do, another activity. So I spent as much time writing, I guess, as I kind of would have back in 2017 on those short days. But because the day was infused with photography, I spent an entire day at the park. Um, yeah, I... I understand that a lot with Dollywood because I started going to Dollywood in 2015. I didn't go a lot in 2015. 2016, I went almost every. If Lightning Rod was running that weekend, we went. That was we pretty much made it happen that year. So if like Lightning Rod's running, we had it so we could drop of a hat, drive up there and ride it. Because who knows when it was going to run again? That's right. Um, that's how I, I ended up that year like 50 rides on it because we literally <laughs> just had notifications like for hashtag lightning rod if someone <laughs> tweeted lightning rod is open we drove up there um but since i got into photography in 2018 really started getting into it in 2019 i just kept finding myself i'd go up there i'll go up there after work on a saturday for five or six hours ride lightning rod three or four times walk the whole park shoot maybe ride thunderhead and eagle because you've ridden everything yeah for sure as i think i'm i'm 250 something is on rod i've got 300 plus on eagle and tornado at this point so it's like i've ridden a thousand i mean collectively i think i've ridden every roller coaster in that park more than a thousand times all combined it's like let's shoot because it changes every single day and with every festival and season there's something new to add to my photos that's right that's right or you find that that new angle or especially in the transition of the seasons where the fall doesn't have as many leaves so you can shoot through trees um uh, or like you said the different festivals and the lighting that comes with the festivals or even the decorations that come with the festivals mm -hmm. uh, just it adds another layer to a photo you might have taken the same picture uh, you know a hundred times but you add a pumpkin in front of it it's a new picture um and it it has that little more pop because there's something else to look at. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So that, it's nice being able to take the camera and, and find everything. And, and as the park changes over the years, new pathways change or buildings come down or whatnot, you can get new angles. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, and look at the park in a different way. And uh, there, you keep saying new angles and there's not a better feeling in the world than going to your home park where you know every single angle and finding that new one is like, this is awesome. No one's seen this before. Like what the best example I have is when they opened Wildwood Grove up and I got to spend the morning back there as like mystery mine and an Eagle and Dragonfly. It's like, this is amazing. And Oh yeah. It's, it's like that picture didn't exist last year now. It's something I can take every single time I'm here, and it changes all of the time because of the festivals. But That's So, right. okay, we just spent a lot of time on that question. So this is a <laughs> – here we go with some of the crazy stuff. What is your third least favorite jelly bean flavor? Uh, this comes from State Line Thrills. Alex, I don't know what oh, you're thinking Alex. of this. Uh, I don't eat jelly beans too much. I don't know. Probably one of those stinky Bernie Boss ones. Yeah. Here's I, I how know. the list go. Sorry, here's how it goes I don't have for a good me. answer. Cherry? 
I don't care about anything else. <laughs> it's just got to be one of the bad spin the wheel, whatever it is. Oh, one of those. Yeah, I've seen those things. Yeah. Beam boozled. Yeah. Oh, God. Not good. Oh. It's just one of those. Yeah. I, there's I'll no pass set on vomit order. or spit or anything like that. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, this I... next. Yeah, Chris, I'll let you go. Um, <laughs> I've been talking. Well, I th- we already covered this one. When did you become an enthusiast? Um, so let's see. Thoughts also, about. Okay, I can explain that more if you want. Sure. Into it. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, um, 2006. Uh, my dad took me on a on a roller coaster trip, um, and so yeah, we we hit up uh, his home park or his childhood home park of Conneaut Lake in Pennsylvania. Uh, took me to Cedar Point for the first time. That's when oh my gosh, my my eyes were just wide open. Like we drove down the causeway, and you see Cedar Point on the side there. And it's like whoa, look at that skyline. Then we drove. Then you, you the causeway there's a bunch of trees that come up and they take a bend around and all, next thing i know these just rising just boom right up in front of me and that just like wow it was crazy um from there up to chicago went to six flags great america um after that went down to paramount's king's island on the way home and then and also during that summer we had gone to Hershey Park, King's Dominion, Paramount's King's Dominion at the time, Six Flags America, then gone to Six Flags Great Adventure, and then later on in the fall went to King's Paramount's King's Dominion for their Halloween haunt. But after that year, I was just totally mesmerized by coasters. And so yeah, that's what really got me into it. All right. Uh, you mentioned the causeway. Now I'm just flashing back to my first time going down that causeway, and you just... Just look off up yes. to that left, and it's just... It's just, incredible. It, it's unbelievable. It's such an amazing feeling. And you can't help but ask yourself, the first time you see Dragster Millennium Force just off in the distance, it's like, what have I gotten myself into? How? Why? What? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's such an... And then... In the year, so that first time we went, my dad and I were like all out. Let's do the VIP gold tour, eight hours of walking up an exit ramp and sitting down on the very next train. Um, that's Dang. one of the craziest days we've ever spent at a park. Literally, <laughs> they walk you up the exit ramp of the Millennium Force. It's like, okay, what road do you want? Plop you down, roll into the load station, and you just have Ooh. to sit there while that person Middle that's glares. waited three hours on Labor Day weekend to ride Millennium oh. Force is just staring at you. And it's like, mm, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then every trip since then, we've picked up the trick of parking back at uh, the resort gate and coming in that way and just driving shh, around the <laughs> quiet down there jack <laughs> none of you heard that um <laughs> but you know you're driving next to millennium and maverick and steel vengeance and d- walking under magnum on the way in yep yeah none yep. all of you continue to park in front of gatekeeper it is so pretty it just stop oh, yeah. there there's nothing else to see absolutely <laughs> or if you're going to go any farther, park at the Val Raven Gate, because again, beautiful brown track to look at. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, where, where did, I lost the questions. There's the questions. 
Okay, thoughts on Conda for Wallaby Belgium? Oh, I'm absolutely excited to hear yeah. those reviews. Um, okay, well, it does have the non-inverting Cobra roll, which I think is just really weird, but it's one of those things where it's I, it, you can't judge a coaster before it opens, before yeah. you've ridden it. And while it looks really weird, the rest of the coaster, other than that, looks great, and the videos do look like it is going through that element pretty well, and I have no doubt that it will be fun and unique. Um, and I, I'm glad to see more Intamins being made. Um, well, Europe has a whole lot of them the past five years, but still, hopefully that then translates to America getting more. I mean, we have Pantheon and we have uh, Jura, Jura, uh, Velocicoaster, we have Sandy's fucking Bronco Blasting Coaster, or whatever it's called, it's Nickelodeon <laughs> Universe. Um, so we are getting more, but it's good. Yeah, Conda looks great. Um, I love the theme. I love the uh, the whole the trains look the, amazing. The, the train and the station, yeah, and I love the stylization of it all. It, it looks great. Um, mm -hmm. That is With right. We have non... talked about a lot. Yes, we covered that construction. With the non-inverting Cobra roll, I've just resigned myself to thinking that they presented one where it was just a true Cobra roll, and they, Wallaby Belgium was like, it's great, but can you make it not go upside down? <laughs> and Intamin, instead of hitting, like, they just, like, just twisted turning it into yeah. a they literally went into No Limits 2, and they took those two they roll took all the nodes, nodes, and instead and of making... Zero, zero, zero. Yeah, they just hit zero, where, <laughs> like, where it was 180, they just hit zero. It's like, how's this working? Wallaby's like, yes. That's pretty <laughs> Give much it to probably me. what happens. Yeah, when, when you're starting to, like, create a track in No Limits, and it just does these weird, funky things without any nodes, they probably just said, yep, that's how that it's going to work. Good. Yeah. And Wallaby was like, well, it doesn't invert, so okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. pretty much was my thoughts. Oh, this next one. This is a... Okay, this is a question that we've debated a lot. Is Orion a Giga? I would say yes. Um, I think it's more important to look at... Okay, yes, yes, okay. I've had this discussion before, and I'm just finally regaining what I've used to argue. Sorry. Alright, so yes. Orion is a Giga. It's better to look at the drop length than the height. Apollo's Chariot at Busch Gardens Williamsburg has a 200 and something foot drop. I'm sorry, I don't know that nerds that, that exact stat, you know, statistic, but it has a 200 and something RCG. foot drop. It is 170 or 180 feet tall, yet it is the first hypercoaster and is still considered that. Goliath at Six Flags Over Georgia is a hypercoaster, yet um... The first drop is like a hundred and something feet tall or long. I mean, it doesn't mm -hmm. even go down 200. It doesn't even reach like 190 feet on that first drop. Yet it has mm -hmm. always been considered a hyper coaster um, just because of its height, but it sits on a hill. So it's, I, you know, it's hard to figure out exactly those measurements, but it sits on top of a hill. So I don't think the hill, the lift hill is quite 200 feet tall anyways. It might be the total, like from the bottom of the, you know, down at the lake to the top. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Um, so yes, Orion is a giga. Also, look back at the original Hypercoaster Magnum XL200 with a 195.5 foot drop. You're going to consider that a hyper or not? It's a hypercoaster. 
there's a bit of a i'm gonna say there's a bit of a and from my perspective which i was influenced by someone another enthusiast who convinced me on this basically but there's some variance magnum is 205 feet tall but it has a 195 foot drop yet we still consider it a hyper coaster um even though it doesn't drop 200 feet so there's a little bit of leeway in that drop length i think um but that's for full circuit coasters i'm not going to get into shuttle coasters and things like that that reach different heights that's a whole other discussion yeah. on whether yeah. they're hyper giga or strata or whatnot but i'll my just thing... end up there with full circuit uh, yeah classifications for i me. agree my, my thing has always been doesn't matter to me as long as either the drop or the height is 200 then it'll be a hyper or 300 it'll be a giga that's why mm-hmm. i've always seen it so the way so we did a whole episode on this last season called is Orion a giga coaster. We got the drunk riders on and we had a full on like debate over it. Oh, it got, oh, it, was, it was entertaining. The way <laughs> I think I put it that night was it looks like a giga. It feels like a giga. It rides like a giga. It's a giga. For sure. For sure. And, and some of that feeling, I haven't ridden Orion, but some of that feeling and look, I'm sure, just comes from the fact that it is so very close to that 300-foot threshold of height, and it does have the 300-foot drop, and that influences the rest of the feeling of the layout. And because those elements are larger, because it reaches 90-mile-per-hour speeds, it's, yeah, mm. it's got that giga uh, aspect to it. Influence. Yeah. So, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, but it's shorter than Fury, and it's like, you can't tell a difference unless you're there. Unless you figure out a way to transport Fury right behind Orion so I can see their lift tilts right next to each other. You can't tell a difference. Oh, they yeah. Look if you, like... yeah. Well, Intimidator 305 will probably look taller against Millennium Force just for the fact of how those drops and everything look because Intimidator mm-hmm. doesn't have any structure. Also, that first drop is steeper and the, and the, uh, the radius on the top of the hill is... Uh, a lot sharper massive (laughs) so while millennium force is five feet taller intimidator would probably look taller just in comparison but they both Mm -hmm. ride like gigas in their own ways and i'm sure again that's what orion feels like when you're riding um so orion is the best of leviathan and fury put together it's not as good as fury but it's got the best of leviathan and some of the best of fury in one ride that's how i've racked it up in my head i've I've heard it's a great coaster and so i'm just excited to ride it whenever i get to it and yeah i'm glad that they were able to make it happen there at that park at king's island um oh it's a ton of it wasn't what people wanted it to be in you know like fury 2.0 but yeah it's not fury 3 2.3 yeah fury 325 (laughs) 2.0 and yeah okay from an enthusiast standpoint would have been amazing but it's oh, yeah. a great ride and it's probably the best well i don't know it's one of the best themed cedar fair coasters so that adds to the experience mm-hmm. um i really enjoy it i don't know why people get so up in arms about it it's like it's a giga coaster shut up i'd understand if they gave you a kitty <laughs> coaster to marcus's there. Face, jack say that to marcus's face I will. On Thursday night when I crash their podcast and remind them that wild adventures exist, I will. I mean, uh, oh, we're tangenting. 
<laughs> so last night when we we played trivia with a bunch of people last night and the drunk riders lost because they forgot how many vacomas wild adventure has everybody else got it within like 20 <laughs> seconds because the question was what u.s park has more than half of their lineup as vacomas everybody got oh. it within like 30 seconds and they took probably six or seven minutes and just didn't get it and it lost them the whole game it was it was great. It was fantastic. It was, it was really great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, what was next? I I keep losing my show notes. Okay. This one is from Inside Great Adventure. Jersey Devil Coaster or the original Raptor clones? Uh I haven't ridden Jersey Devil. Well nobody has. I can't but... speak to exactly. I can't speak to it. <laughs> right, we were just talking about this. <laughs> I, I've ridden Wonder Woman. Yep. It looks absolutely well. fan or sorry, it is absolutely fantastic. I have ridden it. Um Jersey Devil looks fantastic in what it does. Um I don't think that mid course break will be of any issue whatsoever to the pacing or the feel of the ride. Um I don't think the fact that it's going to have like an 89 degree drop instead of a 9 degree drop will also impact it. It's still going to be incredible. Um, I think so. Having remembered seeing all the uh, Railblazer and Wonder Woman promo videos, animations, and how the actual real life coaster just is like 10 times faster than the animations, <laughs> yeah. I think it. I think it's probably. Pre- Predictably safe to say that the animations we have seen for Jersey Devil will also likely be very similar in the fact that it will be so much faster than you think. The 12 car trains will also just fly through the course. Backseat. It's going to be nasty. Like I said, I I can't exactly compare them right now because I haven't ridden Jersey Devil, as no one has. But uh, I think between the two i don't know i don't know i think they're both gonna be great um i I can't pick one right now really yeah i i've said my opinion about wonder woman on the show before and that is it's kind of overhyped because it's almost too much with that restraint system in my opinion Hmm. and the reason why i think i will personally like jersey devil better which you know nobody's written it i haven't written it so i can't say yet but that would be my prediction is that it's a little more drawn out and it's less transitions, more just straight airtime. So I think I'll like it more just because it's going to be less on the shoulders and all that with the uh, restraint system or like less transitioning, whipping into the neck and all that. And the less pacing probably won't motion. be a little too much. So we'll see. I can understand the perspective. Yeah, I get it. So yeah, hopefully that worked out for you because yeah, I love Wonder Woman, but you're, I not, like the first it, person but... to, you're not the first person to have negative reviews or oh, yeah. you know less than you know o- you know overhyped views of wonder woman so you're not the first person to say that mm-hmm. so it definitely and i've always heard so there's restraints that people don't like so if jersey devil makes you like a raptor great i hope that exactly. makes you like a raptor i hope that's great for you yeah um yeah also i've heard that they did redesign those restraints yep they that's did. true as well so that i think they you know the, the placement of some of those uh, straps and things so hopefully that also we'll see. assists with you liking it you and everyone else liking it right yeah i'm a huge fan uh, i've ridden both rap 
adapters that are currently operating. I love both of them. I lean towards Railblazer just a tad bit more because I thought it's a, it's a little smoother and slightly less aggressive, which makes it just that much more enjoyable. Um, but they're both phenomenal. I'm going to reserve judgment until after I've ridden Jersey Devil, mainly because I like the twisty layout of the originals, but I'm open to the out and back. So I'm going to reserve judgment until after I've ridden it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's like GCI, because GCI always did those twisted layouts, and then you had Prowler, and then Mystic Timbers as well. And mm. you know, when they first announced Prowler, I was like, but they do twisted layouts. Why are they doing out and back? But Prowler's holy insane. they can do out and back layouts. <laughs> and, yeah. and so yeah, that goes to show that you know even RMC can do one as well, probably. Yeah. I have confidence. Yeah, in, just don't touch Chelsea. Voyager Shivering Timbers. No, no <laughs> arms seeing those two rides. You can even see any other own back roller coaster. You, or you can, yeah, just don't touch Voyage. Don't touch Shivering Timbers. Don't touch Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, don't touch Ghost Rider either. I'll throw a hissy fit. Okay, here's another photography question. All right. From uh, Zach Amusement Central, what makes a photo perfect? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So yep. yourself, that's the best answer I got. Um, yeah, we all so, have like that favorite photo we've taken. Yeah, we we all do, or we have those that collection of different photos as well. Um, now there is some photography principles that assist in making a picture better than, like, okay, better. It's all subjective because it's all. It's, it's 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 art it's all subjective um but there are certain photography aspects that can enhance a photo or allow it to appeal to more people whether that be in better editing skills or in composition um so using those to help Again, perfect, but it's all you know, subjective. But perfect yep. photography. But so that's the best way I can say it in no uh, definite terms because of photography not being definitive. But mm -hmm. that's the best way I can say it. Um, yeah, I agree with that because you can you can get your basics down, get your framing and composition down, get your lighting down, understand camera settings. You can, all the technical stuff, you get that down, your pictures are going to be closer to perfect. But there's even things like, for instance, there's a lot of people that really like taking pictures of Kumba, and to them, taking that's like a perfect coaster to photograph, and pictures of that are perfect. I don't really care for taking pictures of Kumba, because I think it's kind of boring to photograph. It's, yeah. Um, and so I don't see any pictures of Kumba really as being perfect because I don't think it's a great ride to photograph. <laughs> um, that's, and it's just one of those things, but like there are other people, like I said, that love taking pictures of Kumba. And I'll be honest, the day I did take pictures of Kumba, the lighting was awful and I had to work with some really crappy stuff to make anything look decent. Um, but really it, i think it all boils back down to what you said at the beginning it's in the eye of the beholder um the, it's where you you get that collective like 
bunches of people are like, yes, this is amazing. That's a rare thing. If you get a photo that does that, you did something right with it. You're never going to get 100%. But yeah, like I said, there, there are certain photography principles and techniques that will uh, allow your photo to appeal to more people. And it depends on what you're photographing and what you're trying to capture because there are going to be some photos where you're like, this is a really great photo that I like but not many people are going to care for it. Like um, light trails. You post a picture of light trails or a long exposure on uh, on Instagram, you're going to get two likes that day. But you post a picture of Steel Vengeance's sign with uh, the train dropping down off the first drop, and you're going to get lots of pictures, even though that picture has been posted hundreds of times. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a photo that appeals to more people versus the light trails, which don't appeal. But a light trail photo, I absolutely love and am mesmerized by. So, oh, I've yeah, you, you can't take likes on Instagram for whether it's perfect or not. But there are mm-hmm. also different aspects to utilize to make your photo just. I've be always a already photo in fully registered the fact in my head that I'm going to probably lose multiple days of my life to taking pictures of Velocicoaster at night. Oh boy! Um, yep. <laughs> like i already know i'm gonna be there with a tripod for hours um but that that, you bring up that which is one of my pet peeves with instagram is i'll post a picture of cedar point four or five hundred likes i post a picture of santa cruz beach boardwalk which is what i did yesterday hundred likes even though in my opinion the picture is a thousand times better than any of the cedar point stuff i've posted and it just shows it's like in our community, Cedar Point's going to appeal, and other stuff is like, eh, it's, it's, it's cool. It's not, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we have one last listener question, and then a couple of really short, just closing out questions. This do you last... want to do it? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so, it's from an anonymous sender. We have no idea who it was from. That is... <laughs> How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? <laughs> That's a very good question. It is a really um, good question. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, the answer is 700 pounds. 700 is that a pounds. fact? It's I, kind I wanna... of a fact. So, okay, there's a, there's I, a story behind okay. this. I want to hear it. Well, okay. Uh, I submitted that I submitted that question. What? You did? What? I submitted that question at the last moment. Oh, I, I, I like, see it now. It does say this. our esteemed guest on that's, that's how I... So, after I submitted it, I was like, shoot, I should look this up. <laughs> so, a quick Google search, and the first thing that pops up is an article, and it gives a snippet from it, where some researcher found that a woodchuck, when it burrows, will move 35 cubic feet of dirt when it burrows. They measured it, so taking the weight of 35 cubic feet of dirt is 700 pounds. So if a woodchuck were to put its efforts from chucking dirt into chucking wood, it could chuck 700 pounds of wood. <laughs> That's I appreciate you uh, putting in the effort to find the answer as well. <laughs> That's great. 
You know, we might, okay, we might just make this a standard question every time a guest comes on. We're just going to ask them that and see Find what they come up. Find out who listens who doesn't. <laughs> or, or if, like, we hear the fear- sound of, like, someone furiously Googling away real quick. It's like, oh, that's a great... <laughs> 700 pounds there you go that's great oh, uh, when you put it in there i'm gonna be honest my first reaction is great one of us is gonna have to try to say that on the show without <laughs> screwing it up <laughs> okay uh, all right so Let's okay we're out. yeah we're we've had an hour of this already so okay we ask two questions of every guest and then there's one question we always ask when we have photographers on so first question is what is your favorite park uh it depends on what i'm looking for mostly okay i guess go to is cedar point cedar point cedar point cedar point but i do love holiday world and i do love dollywood um for the family aspect of holiday world and for the theming aspect of dollywood so all good answers Okay, then we have favorite coaster. Uh, the Voyage, hands down. Um, uh, yeah. coaster, That's a common Volcano, the Blast Coaster. I was there the first time you rode Voyage. <laughs> yes, you were. Oh, my That was a great goodness. night. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> Only a few more months. Yes. I, okay, yo, you want, you, want the, you want the story with this? Uh, sure. So my high school graduation is the same day as Hollywood Nights. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack has a plan. Jack, the graduation is like not at 9 a.m. So I'm going to go to graduation. And I'm going to walk and I'm going to do the whole thing. And then I'm going to get in my car in my cap and gown or possibly a plane and get to Holiday World in time for ERT and ride the voyage in my cap and gown. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I okay. so I've so you're talking to right? someone. Yep. Okay, so when I went to Holiday World for my first time, I drove from Dollywood up to Louisville to pick up a friend at the airport at ten AM. And so I left Pigeon Forge at like I don't know, before five AM. I was exhausted that night at Holiday World afterwards. Man. But anyways, so, yes, you can make it up from if graduation oh, ends yeah. at like at like five p.m. or something before five p.m. four p.m. You can make it because I've done that drive. When, so it's on Sat. So I will only be there on Saturday because their graduation is oh. that Saturday morning. So I'm only going to be there for Saturday night ERT. Um, All right, better than nothing. But we we've talked to. We're either going to drive or we have some friends that are going that are talking about flying their plane up. And I was like, okay, just stomp and knock. So pick us up in your plane and we can really make some good time getting there. <laughs> um, but I've already decided because we get to decorate our uh, um, caps. And mm. so I'm going to put Holiday World or Bust on top of mine. Nice. Um, nice. Yep. Get so some I, hair I clips. Get some yep, hair clips be... so you can clip it on so you can ride it. Hair out. clips or chin strap or something. I'm oh, going to yeah. figure out a way, but I'm riding Voyage in my cap and gown that night. Yeah, that's going to be it fun. It feels – I'm going to need – there needs to be some documentation of this too. It's going to be front row. I need someone with me going over that twisted hill with the tassel just sticking straight up <laughs> in the air from the air. Yes. Make it happen. Uh, 
We will. Yep. Yeah. So that's gonna be Hollywood Nights for me this year. But I'm so freaking ready. I need that coaster back in my life. Uh. Okay. And now for the question that makes every photographer groan when I ask, "What is your favorite roller coaster to take pictures of?" Gotta say, Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Okay, that's a new I, one. I I love the twisting aspect of those winged trains the articulation you get um pair that with a blue sky against the blue track and you have the well the trains are slightly different shaded in color but they all have a goldish reddish hue and they sparkle mm -hmm. oh my gosh when you get the right lighting like i said with a blue sky and the blue track with the gold it just pops uh, that's what I, I i love that and i love the articulating of the trains um those are just some of my favorite pictures to look at and, and just the motion you get from it. it that's another ride i'd need to spend more time taking pictures of um go outside the park that's a so like, you can get some I've, good stuff inside but you got to walk around the perimeter i've done it but this is 2018 didn't really know what i was doing with a camera back then mm. so like the i've got some of the really good ones because i went down there where you can look at it coming out of the keyholes oh, yes. and i've got stuff from down there but little 15 year old jack didn't know what autofocus was and Yikes. they're all blurry so yeah. okay i go i'll be honest i go back through that cedar point folder all the time hoping and praying that i've missed something in there that's good um that was a, another random thing that i used to not like know how to edit so i didn't it's like okay that looks good enough out of camera um but i don't so i'd take 400 pictures of the park i'd only use like four from that day because only four looked good out of the camera when i learned to edit it's like oh i took 300 good photos that day those can all go in lightroom to be edited and yeah, that's right. A good editor, especially when you're taking pictures in, in, in raw format, and a good editor with raw format photos, and you can bring out the detail. If you took a picture a little bit too dark, mm -hmm. you can bring that out just a bit. Just boom, slide that shadows just, up, pull the exposure a bit. That's right. Like It can pull a picture out from something you thought might not have been great to something that's really good. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And I've been dealing with that a lot, trying to work through all my Fiesta Texas stuff from last weekend. We had gray skies the entire time we were there. It's like, I don't not want to shoot this park just because the skies are gray. Mm -hmm. Time to put those editing skills to work and at least make that gray look white. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Try to work with what you got and hopefully you can pull yep. something out. Although I will never say no to a blue sky, white fluffy clouds day. Mm. Like... Just bottle that and just be able to just pour that into the sky anytime I walk into a park. Yep, be perfect. So that's the other thing is I might I I refuse to do sky replacements. I will not do it. It's, that's okay. That's fine. That's your artistic style, and I'm not. All right, another tangent here. Yep, here we go. There there are photographers who do sky replacements, and I don't have a problem with it as long as it looks good. As long as it looks believable, they match colors and shading and direction of lighting and all, right? Yep. Because, once again, it is a piece of artwork. They are 
you know, they're making something that they want. Just going in and editing a photo in it in and of itself is, you know, just enhancing different colors and stuff and hues and and shadows and things. It's already messing with the photo, so why can't you yeah. put a sky in? Um, so, anyways, that's a tangent. Yeah. If you want to put in a sky, make it look believable. I'm cool with that. It's your piece of artwork. If you don't want to put in a sky, I mean, I don't do it. If you want, you know, don't put in a sky. That's okay. Make your picture look as good as you can make it. Um, and that goes for the people who would like to, you know, edit two or three trains onto the onto the same track. Okay, so why can't someone edit in the sky as well? You're not mm-hmm. gonna have. It's not believable to have two or three trains on the same track at the same time. It so that picture is just as believable as editing in a fake uh, quote unquote fake sky. Yeah, so, and I the have no problems thing... with people doing that. That's my. I'm getting off my soapbox right there. <laughs> oh yeah. So the big thing, because I don't have an issue with sky replacements. I've played around with it before. The big thing that drives me nuts is when I can tell immediately the okay this is a very random thing that will drive me nuts is um if you do a sky replacement and it's like oh i put a sunset in the sun would never be able to set there like um i'm not there's one that comes to mind of a picture i won't say but there was one roller coaster i was like the sun would never set there because that's the north (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the sun would set over there, and that's the like. There's no way the sun is setting there, and I I just spent too much time staring at because I was like, what? Because at first I believed it because it was a good sky replacement. But then it's like, how is that photo even possible? And then it's like, oh, that's yeah, that's not physically possible unless the universe just flipped for a half second. <laughs> but because. And there is beauty in, like, a good sky replacement, because, I mean, there are days where the sky is awful, and it's like, there's, it's like, put through a different sky back there, it's a great photo. Yeah. Um, I, but I've always been a person, it's like, okay, if it's gray and overcast, if you're shooting raw, you can always get that gray sky to look white-ish, yep. and that's mm-hmm. always what I just go for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad style, I've tried that, you know, on some of my gray photos, too. I have really bad luck. I love to pick going. I love to go to parks on gray sky days, um, and it it kills me because I I hate going to a park without a camera, but I love going to the park when the parks are dead, and that oftentimes means it's gonna rain and be gray and cloudy when I go. So it's like, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, this has been awesome. So go ahead and tell people where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at dp.coasterphotos. Um, yeah, that, that's where I really post. I mean, you have a, a Twitter, which I forget the handle of, but it's not re- I don't post much on there. So just go follow me on Instagram, dpcoasterphotos. Gotcha. All right. And our last thing is just to close out the show. Shout out to our patrons, Jaden from Peninsula of Thrills. And Bryant from Coaster365. And the very last thing. March 20th, I believe, is the date. Lagoon opening day. Trip announcement. I will be there. If anybody's in the area wants to hang out, let me know. But yes, I will be at Lagoon opening day. And I think that does it. I mean, I got a trip announcement too. For some reason, you're going skiing in Lake Tahoe over Easter. (laughs) Hit me up. (laughs) 
but yeah so that's pretty much it daniel thank you again for joining us um we will see y'all next week thanks for listening to the twisted travelers podcast